Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Well, good morning. So we are on this series um, called The Jesus Inside, which is really a series on the Holy Spirit. Anybody uh, excited about learning about the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit, for me, depending on what your tradition was, for me, I didn't know much about the Holy Spirit. The the extent of knowing the Holy Spirit was the doxology, you know? Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Some of you grew up in a a tradition like myself. And so so we would sing this, I can't remember, probably uh, after offering or something like that, we would always have this doxology. And that was my extent of knowing about the Holy Spirit. Unless you, you grew up in a, anybody from a, like a, from a southern place? Anybody come, grew up in the south? All right. So you admire like, praise for the sun and holy God. Yeah. Woo. I was just, I'm just saying, I wanted you to feel that home or either as like, get him off the stage. That is not the way we do it. That is not the way we do it. But I've seen movies like that. I mean, they've they've done that. Whew, man, what came over me? That was very foolish of me. All right. Well, moving along. uh, So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to John chapter 16. John chapter 16. We're going to be looking at, um, for the next few weeks, the Holy Spirit. We're going to be talking about who the Holy Spirit is. That is today, the person of the Holy Spirit. Then we're going to be talking about the gifts and fruits of the Holy Spirit. We're going to be talking about the manifestations of the Spirit. It's really important that we understand who the Holy Spirit is, what His purpose is, and how He relates to us because... I don't know if you've been feeling it, but you've been sensing that God is doing something new, and it's really important for us to be prepared and to understand how the Holy Spirit works to ready us for the move that God has for us. So today's message, if you're taking notes, is going to be on the person of the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? The challenge for us is we spend most of our time working and living in the natural world. The reason I say it's a problem is because when we start talking about the spiritual world, the supernatural, we might get a little uneasy about that conversation because we don't, some maybe don't have a lot of experience with it, or if they do, they're a little bit afraid of it because all they know about the Holy Spirit is some creepy movies. I'm not the Holy Spirit, sorry, the supernatural. (laughs) You're not going to find these creepy movies with the Holy Spirit in it, I don't think. Meaning the supernatural, right? The, The crazy Chucky movies, the head spinning, and I never watched that. I just heard about it. But, but the, the supernatural stuff, and so it's like, maybe I stay away from that. Well, I want to let you know that the natural world is just as real as, or the supernatural world is just as real as the natural world. It is. The, the, the challenge for us, though, is we spend a lot of time um, living in the natural, and so when it comes to the supernatural, we get a little bit uneasy, maybe. Today, I'm going to try to help us demystify it a little bit. 
The thing is that, that the Holy Spirit actually functions in the supernatural. The Holy Spirit is spirit, right? That's why we call him the Holy Ghost. And, and the reason we don't call it Holy Ghost anymore is because, again, difficult connotations about a ghost, like we're afraid of ghosts. But the reality is all we're doing is we're saying the Holy Spirit is spirit. So when Jesus left this earth, he said it's really good that he does because he's going to send another, the Holy Spirit, to allow us to function the way that we were meant to function here on earth. He bridges the natural to the supernatural. Remember when Jesus came back to, um, well, he didn't really come back, but when he um, was raised from the dead, he engaged with his disciples on earth. And there was a time that the, the doors were locked and Jesus all of a sudden appears to them, meaning either he walked through a wall or he was transported into the room. So we know that even though Jesus manifested, manifested himself, that they could see him as a person, he was a spirit person that walked through either a wall, so he functioned in different dimensions. It's like Philip, where the Bible says that after Philip was spending time with the Ethiopian, he was kind of like transported to another location. So there's these dimensions that we don't really understand, but we do know in the reality of the spiritual realm. In, in many ways, our bodies or our persons are made to exist with the Holy Spirit, made to exist in the spiritual realm. We're made up of three parts, body, mind, and spirit. So our spirit is meant to interact with the Holy Spirit, and we're supposed to understand not only how to live in a natural world, but how to live in a supernatural world as well. We tracking? All right. Let's read together um, in John chapter 16. These are Jesus' words talking about the Holy Spirit. I'm going to start in verse 5, or the later part of verse 4. I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you, but now I'm going to him who sent me, and none of you asked me, where are you going? Because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts. Basically, Jesus is talking to his disciples and saying that he's got to accomplish the things that God has purposed for him, which is he's going to die. He's going to then join his father back in heaven. Verse 7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For I have, if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment concerning sin. Because they do not believe in me concerning righteousness. Because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I want to be clear here that who's the ruler of the world today? Satan is, has dominion over the earth today. Now, as followers of Jesus, we have more power than Satan. So it's really important that we understand. We don't have to live in fear of what is the enemy going to do. By the way, in the supernatural wor world, there is 
angels, but they're also demons. Demons are just fallen angels. The ruler of the world is Satan. He was an angel. He was in heaven with God, and through uh, his disobedience and his rebellion, he took a third of the angels with him. And those are now uh, the demonic forces that play in the world today. Moving along here. Verse 12. I still have many things to say to you, but, I can't, but you can't bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, by the way, it's really important that you understand the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. He will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. This is interesting, because as we're sensing that God is getting ready to do something, and he already is doing something amongst us, by the way, as we learned uh, last week with our guest speaker, Jeff Oliver, the first great awakening took place in New England. Actually, the second great awakening took place in New England. And what are we upon right now? Could it be that God is stirring once again in New England to do something fresh and new? But he is saying that, that the purpose of the Holy Spirit when he comes is to guide us into the truth, but also speak to the things that are yet to come. So as we're feeling these things, as we're stirring, we can rest assured that we don't have to be left in the dark because the Holy Spirit will speak to us and tell us what's coming. Verse 14. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine, therefore I say that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Sounds like a riddle. But what it is, remember, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples about the Holy Spirit, and he's saying this, that first and foremost, when the, the work of the Holy Spirit is really to point everybody to Jesus. This is so important to understand, because if you've been in any revivalish time or renewal time, there's sometimes these manifestations that, that can make you feel uncomfortable. And, and I have to say, we have to always discern the spirits. You know, we're talking about the supernatural. But I would also say that everything, when we're testing something out and saying, is that of God? We have to say, does it point to Jesus? That's our safety. Otherwise, it becomes, oh, a free-for-all of what have you, and it becomes very fleshly, and it becomes very, it takes the attention away from Jesus, and the whole purpose of the Holy Spirit is to point people to Jesus. Next, talking about this little riddle of, of how Jesus is saying that what, what was mine is now yours, and the Holy Spirit will give it to you, and this is understanding that our ability to access things in the spirit that can't be accessed in the natural. See, it, there's two different realms. In the natural realm, there are certain things that we can do. We live, we eat, we breathe, we sleep, we go to work, exchange of money, we go to the grocery store, we put gas in our car. This very tangible, very natural. But then there is a 
supernatural realm, a spiritual realm in which the Holy Spirit wants us to work, that is where there are things that can not take place in the natural, like miracles, healing, deliverance. You see, we appreciate our doctors. We have many doctors in our congregation, and I thank you. You have been given a gift of medicine. But I also have to say that the greatest physician is Jesus, who will work through the Holy Spirit to bring supernatural healing that has no bounds by the medical profession. All the medical profession would do at that point in time is to say, give evidence to say, yes, you you once were sick and now you're healed. (laughs) You're well. Now, it doesn't mean we throw away the natural. It means that we've got to work in tandem, but we have to be very aware that there is a supernatural spiritual realm that the Holy Spirit functions in that he wants us to function in as well. All right, so the Trinity is kind of a hard concept to understand because here's Jesus is really alluding to it. He says, well, what the Father does, I do what I do. Then I pass on to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, we work together. And then I work through people. The Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. As I said, we sang it in the doxology. But how do you understand that they're all God, have all the complete nature of them, but they, they actually function in separate roles? Here's a great way to describe it. So my name is Mark Warren. Um, my family are the Warrens. So I'm a father, but I'm also a Warren. My son, Ethan, is also a Warren, but he is my son. And then my wife is also a Warren, and she becomes my Holy Spirit sometimes. (laughs) No, but you understand. Why why are girls so sensitive that way? You just kind of like, no. You just, no. I can't get away with anything without sure knowing. And I was just like... All right, so I, that was a little bunny trail. But anyways, <laughs> hey, Audra's not here today. Do you want me to tell you something about her? Yes. Audra, I know you're going to be watching this later. I'll behave. I'll behave. Okay, so we're all Warrens, but, but I carry a different function. As a father, as a Warren, I'm a father. I carry a function. Now, Ethan, he is 100% a Warren, Correct but he carries a different function as a son. And my wife, who's a 100% Warren, will carry a completely different function. It's the same way with Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They're all of the Godhead, but they carry different functions. Hopefully that's helpful for understanding the Trinity. The other challenge that we have in talking about the Holy Spirit, a lot of people um, feel like the Holy Spirit is something mystical or unrelatable is kind of like the Holy Spirit's an it. It. We talk about it as the Holy Spirit. But the, the Holy Spirit's not an it. He's a he. He's a person. He's a person. So this is the other thing that we need to understand is the person of the Holy Spirit, which will help us relate to him. Let me just give you a few things. Here's some person personhood um, qualities of the Holy Spirit. He has insight. 
He knows things, which requires an intellect. He has a will. There's all Bible verses to back these up. He convicts us of sin. He performs miracles. He guides. He intercedes between persons. He is to be obeyed. He can be lied to. He can be resisted. He can be grieved. He can be blasphemed, even insulted. The personhood of the Holy Spirit, the Bible does have a gender assigned to him. So if you watch the movie um, The Shack, um, there might be some theological challenges with that movie. But I don't really know. That's not the point, whether it's a he or she, but we do know it's a person of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible, all the pronouns in the Bible are masculine pronouns. So that's what we have to go by. That's what the Bible says. You can't see him, but there's evidences of him. This is what makes him so real, because even though you can't physically see him, he manifests himself in so many different ways. He manifests himself in a way to help to comfort, to teach, to heal, as we've talked about. To know things, to discern, to equip, to empower. Now, here's another interesting thing about the Holy Spirit. So, we already understand, okay, he's part of the Trinity. It's a person. He's to be related to. He wants to be close. One of the names of, of the Holy Spirit is that he's a comforter. He's a comforter. Now, this time of year, think about this. You get a little fire going. You get your favorite blanket, maybe a comforter, and you wrap it around yourself. Think about that image for a moment. As a comforter, it's not the blanket comforter, but that's the whole idea of you. But he wants to come close and be there for you. I think sometimes we feel like the the Holy Spirit can seem so either distant or I don't know about the Holy Spirit and I'm a little unsure and therefore you want to keep distant. But the reality is the Holy Spirit wants to be close and he wants to help you. He wants to envelop you just like a comforter blanket. But when you look at some of his attributes and how he likes to manifest it begins to tell us a little bit about the spiritual realm and what he wants to do. Because if you look at the earth, the earth, initially God created this perfect earth, put Adam and Eve in it, but then because of their willful disobedience, which by the way, free will is a gift, but it also comes at a curse because we can choose to follow Jesus, but we can also choose not to. And that leads to destruction and it leads to a brokenness of the world, and that's what this world is. We also have an enemy in the world, as we know, Lucifer, Satan, along with his dominion of fallen angels that want to corrupt this world by continuing to damage it through people to bring brokenness, hurt, sickness. But the Holy Spirit is the counterbalance to that to say, but the Holy Spirit wants to continue to redeem this world and restore all the things that the enemy has broken. Heal broken relationships, heal broken bodies, 
You know, and so that this, this whole idea that the Holy Spirit wants to work through people to redeem the very things that the enemy has stolen and tainted. The other things that the Bible does talk about with the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit is talked about as in these imagery ways and actually, again, manifests himself in different ways. Back in the early 20s, uh, well, actually, the late um, uh, teens, I think 1918, around there, when the Bonnie Bray Street revivals in L.A. took place. The fire departments were being called because people said they thought the building was on fire. But it was probably the same type of fire that was in this bush that Moses encountered that was not consuming the bush, but it was the Holy Spirit who was talking to Moses through a burning bush. Like at Bonnie Bray Street, on top of this building, people would be saying, There's, the building's on fire, and the firemen would get there. It's like the building's not burning. But everybody could see this fire. It was an apparitional fire, but it's the, it's the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. In the upper room, little tongues of fire when the those who are waiting for the promised Holy Spirit. Another manifestation is when Jesus was being baptized, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit came down upon Jesus like a dove. And you think of what a dove is, the gentleness of the dove that can easily be spooked and it flies away. But, but I love that imagery of the Holy Spirit, which is he's so gentle. And he wants to come close. But he's also, in that gentleness, can be easily scattered away. Like the wind. The Bible talks about this wind. that it, The Holy Spirit blows where it wishes. Another way that the Holy Spirit is described is like oil and I love that imagery because in the parable of the ten virgins, when, when their lamps weren't filled with oil, they missed the return of Jesus Christ. We've talked about this as a church. And we want to be ready. We want to be prepared. And we feel like the readiness and the preparation of Jesus' return happens when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit can tell us of the things to come. Other imagery is he's like a river, he's like rain, he's like wine. I love this one because it really challenges us as people. I have to say, I used to love change, and the older I'm getting, I'm becoming more change resistant. <laughs> I don't know if you, if you feel this way, but, but sometimes, we just, can we just keep things the way they are? Can we, can we just not change things? But guess what? The Bible talks about new wine can't go into old wineskins. And the Holy Spirit is always doing something new, and he wants to be the new wine, allowing us to go into new wineskins, that we have to always be okay with change. And I told uh, you guys not too long ago, if, if you're not okay with change, you're going to be really uncomfortable here at Grace Capital Church. 
because we will always be chasing after what God has for us, which will always require us to change. And we won't change for the sake of just changing for the sake of changing, but at the same token, we need to always be in tune with what the Spirit of God is doing. The Holy Spirit manifests himself to draw people to Jesus and draws people to the kingdom of God. Why this point is so important is because the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to draw people to Jesus because that's where salvation is found, right? Jesus is the one who saves. Jesus also is the one who will, or the Holy Spirit will convict of sin, but then Jesus can set people free from their sin, from their shame and their, their bondages of sin. But the other part of it is that, that the Spirit of God will help us understand the kingdom of God because that is what we should be trying to live for. God has put us in the natural, but the supernatural is the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God is here now. It's not waiting till sometime we go to heaven. We could live heaven here and now by living in the kingdom of God here and now. So the question is, well, why did he put us on a natural earth if he wants us to live supernaturally? I think it's not one or the other. I think he wants us, as we live our natural life, he wants us to live supernaturally. Which means, as you go through your day every day, as you wake up in the morning, you say, Holy Spirit, come be a part of my life that I might be a great witness for you, that I might be able to declare the things of the kingdom, that I might be able to see that, that this world, the brokenness, the broken relationships, that I could just have a part in allowing there to be healing and freedom. I'm going to just give you a little bit of a taste of what I'm going to be talking about over the next couple of weeks. Because when we talk about the manifestations of the Holy Spirit, we, we have to talk about some of the gifts and fruits. I'm not going to go into a lot of them, um, but, or a lot of this today, but the gifts of the Spirit and the fruits of the Spirit. They're both of the Holy Spirit. But what I want to whet your appetite on is understanding something about the gifts. I believe that I've misunderstood, or I should say maybe have a deeper understanding of what the gifts of the Spirit are. Now, here, let me just give you some of them. Words of wisdom, words of knowledge, miracles, prophecy, distinguishing of spirits, tongues, the interpretation of tongues, to name some. Then there's also the spiritual gift of encouragement and giving. By the way, did you know that's a spiritual gift? That some... God has given some of you the ability to give supernaturally. And by the way, the church needs that more than ever. We need all of them. But I think sometimes we, we forget that, why, why, is it, why is it that I have this ability to make a lot of money? By the way, it's not for yourself. You can enjoy it, but chances are God's given you a gift and his gift is to not only make a lot of money, but also to give it to the Lord and to build his kingdom. Gift of leadership, gift of mercy. So these are spiritual gifts. Now, 
The interesting thing is sometimes we associate people who are flowing in those gifts of saying they have the gift of healing or whatever. But I want to say that's not right. It is actually they don't possess the gift. God has given them a gift by using them for the Holy Spirit to flow through them. Okay, so I, I want to explain this a little more because this was the, the revelation for me. I've, I've thought that people would possess these gifts. And I get it. I, there's, I, I can flow in the prophetic. And so I would say, oh, God is giving me this gift and we should ask for these gifts, whatever. But I don't believe it's a gift that I own. It's a, not only a gift that I steward, it is actually I receive a gift when I'm open to the Holy Spirit using me. And this is why you guys should be so desiring the Holy Spirit because he has a lot of gifts to give you. And it's not the gift of, it's he becomes a gift to you. I want you to rest in that for a moment. That when the Holy Spirit uses you, and this is why it's so important because like, am I just a, a vessel, a host for the Holy Spirit to like flow through me? My eyes roll back into my head and I go, <laughs> Holy Spirit's using me. No. I, I, you're going to get freaked out and run away. It's like, I don't want any of that. No, what it is, is the Holy Spirit is saying, as, I, as you're willing to be used by me, you will receive a gift. The benefit is actually for you as you allow the Holy Spirit to work through you. It's a gift for you. And so when we say the gift of, he's just, we're saying that, yes, these are gifts of the Holy Spirit, but it is actually a gift for you to be used by the Holy Spirit. Now, sometimes I've been around places, I want to be clear with this and I want to demystify it. And sometimes people, by the way, I, I, I'm not looking for this place to be a fruit cake, you know, circus show or any of that kind of stuff. But you know what? When the Spirit of God moves, people do have an emotional response to the Holy Spirit. Now, again, remember, when there's an emotional response, we hope that there's, by the way, we always have a will. The Holy Spirit will never overtake us beyond our will. We have a will. And we can choose to say, hey, you know what? Right now, I don't, I feel the presence of God and my emotions want to do this. But guess what? For me to burst out in some loud thing in the middle of Mark's message, because you're just feeling the spirit. Guess what? You're drawing attention to yourself at that point and not to Jesus. Now, I've never heard you guys do that yet. So bad example. But, but at the same token, the Holy Spirit would sometimes move. And by the way, I've been slain in the Spirit. Back in the early 90s, at, in the, during the Toronto Blessing era, I was overcome with the Holy Spirit. And 
I fell to the ground. We don't always understand these manifestations, but one thing I do know is I saw the change in my life that I had more fruit of his spirit, more love, more joy, more peace. Because if you start seeing a bunch of stuff, but you don't see more of his joy in your life, that you don't have more love in your life, you need to ask yourselves, maybe you just love the emotion of this. Simon the sorcerer was seeing what the disciples were doing early on. And he says, hey, can I buy this magical Holy Spirit stuff. He saw, because he already knew about the supernatural, he was a magician. He tapped into the spiritual realm and he says, I like what I'm seeing. You're healing people. And he wanted to buy it. And the reality is it's not for sale. In other words, it's not, this is not meant for a show or it's not meant to be you know, a commodity to make you feel great and look how important you are. It's, it has everything to do with the purpose of the Holy Spirit, which is first and foremost to edify Jesus. Second, it's to go and change you so you can change the world. So you can be a better witness. When I use that word witness, in other words, what, does, what do people see when they see you? Do they see Jesus or do they see all the junk in your life? And by the way, I'm not asking you to be perfect, but I'm asking you to pursue Jesus and pursue the things of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit, you need to function in the supernatural if you are going to see this world change. It is not just a cognitive knowing. It is a supernatural knowing and living it out. If the worship team wants to come. I want to encourage you that you don't have to be afraid of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is gentle. The Holy Spirit has been known to manifest itself in different ways. Fire, wind. The Holy Spirit wants to work through us. But when he does, it's a gift to you. Nobody has special gifts, by the way. It, all it has, if somebody's flowing in, in being used by the Holy Spirit in that way, this, the only difference between you and them is their willingness to say yes. It's the only difference. There's nothing special about them, nothing extraordinary about them. It's their ability to submit to the working of the Holy Spirit. And God wants to do that through each one of you. But I think first we need to come to that place of understanding who the Holy Spirit is. Today's message was the person of the Holy Spirit. Not a it, not a thing. A person who wants to be close. Who wants to partner with you. I love that word. I was praying about that this morning. I felt like the Lord was saying, emphasize that this morning. See, the Holy Spirit is not looking for a host, just a a vessel to work through. He is, 
but he's looking for a relationship through a partnership with him. That it becomes a love relationship with our Father in heaven as the Holy Spirit flows through you and gives you a gift each time it does. love relationship gets kindled this partnership gets developed and you know I think some of those gifts that he gives you become the fruit as he works through you and deposits a gift for you it becomes evidenced in the fruit that he gives you which is greater joy who would like greater joy By the way, who would like some greater love? Greater peace? Greater patience? Greater kindness? How about some greater self-control? I'm missing one. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Goodness? Anybody want any greater goodness? There we go. Goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. There we go. Oh, man, imagine if that was what your life looked like. And that we would go through day by day and saying, hey, you found somebody at work who's sick. Hey, at lunchtime, can I pray with you? Listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying first walking in obedience to what the Holy Spirit is saying because if the Holy Spirit's not telling you, guess what? It's probably probably not the right time. Listen to that still small voice. But for us to do that, that means that we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Would you stand to your feet? told his 12 to well it was his 1220 actually to meet in the upper room his followers he says wait there until you receive the Holy Spirit this gift and it was that waiting that created this anticipation for what was to come would you all just close your eyes if you're okay with that and just raise your hands in a receiving position. If you're a guest with us today, you can do whatever you feel comfortable with. Um, this is completely a, a safe place, whatever you feel comfortable with. I'm just trying to help us to understand the third person of the Trinity, how he wants to love on you, how he wants to give you good gifts, and how he wants to engage with you and partner with you. Would you just in your own words just whisper to God the Father that you'd be willing to be used by Him, that that you would be willing to partner with Him to accomplish His redemptive work in this world? 
that you'd allow the Holy Spirit to to indwell in you and come upon you. That you would say yes to allow God to give you discernment and wisdom and knowledge and be used to see healings and miracles. That God would tell you things that whisper of a prophetic voice of the things to come would would you be okay saying yes to that Father we thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit that it was always meant to be Father that we realize that he is first and foremost a helper, a comforter and and one that wants to be close. But Holy Spirit, you're also here to empower. So, Father, we thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit. Fill us afresh. Fill us anew. Equip us. Prepare us. Let your oil of your Holy Spirit Cover us. Let the wind of your spirit guide us. Let the fire of your spirit consume all the things that are not of you, God, in us. Let us wait so gently by like those still waters and allow the dove, like a dove, the spirit would come and rest upon us and be with us, that we would slow down enough to be discerning of what you're doing, Father. Oh, move through us, Holy Spirit, I pray. Fill us, renew us, revive us. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 